This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. There are many great stand-up comics. And uh, there are many great stand-up comics that have graced stages, movie screens, television screens in the 20th century. However, there's few that you can immediately recognize when almost anyone does an impersonation of them. And one was someone that uh, lived and entertained audiences in New York, around the country, around the world, quite frankly, until just recently when he passed away last year. I'm talking, of course, about legendary comedic performer Jackie Mason, who, in addition to his prowess as a stand-up comic, was ubiquitous on talk shows ranging from The Joe Franklin Show to The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Would you have thought over a year ago when you when you were opening here at the what was it the Cannon Theater, the Beverly Cannon Theater? Right. And I remember you were apprehensive about it. You said because right. you uh, you'd been sitting around for a few years and hadn't worked that much, and you came out here and it was a big hit here. Then you go to New York, and a it's bigger a, hit in New York. It's the biggest sensation in the whole history of New York. I don't think in the history of the world there's been ever such a hit show. <laughs> uh, this is the standing room only every single night, and sometimes it's even when the show is on. <laughs> It's a phenomenal, unbelievable experience. There was no way that I could have ever dreamed this up. If in my wildest dreams, when you dream about becoming a star, you always think maybe you'll be... You don't know what you'll be. You'll be working at least. You'll be performing somewhere. You'll be a hit somehow. But who dreams of being a one-man show hit on Broadway in such dimensions that it's impossible to get in there? I'm a bigger hit than every show. (laughs) They want to close every other show on Broadway because nobody's going anyplace else. The whole... Everybody's getting out of business. You're the only guy I'm not competing with. <laughs> because I want to help you out. I don't want to talk with an accent on your show. Because I know it's going to hurt you. Because there's no room for Gentiles in this country anymore. <laughs> that is, of course, the great Jackie Mason talking with uh, the inimitable Johnny Carson. Two legends in the comic world, both gone. Well, now you can relive uh, some aspects of Jackie Mason's life and his career as part of the Jackie Mason musical, which has had great reviews all over New York, all over the country, and now is showing at Caroline's Comedy Club as part of the New York Comedy Festival. And I am just thrilled that we have two of the stars of that musical uh, Ian Worley, who plays Jackie Mason, and Sheba Mason, who coincidentally happens to have the same name as the subject of this uh, particular show. Uh, Ian, Sheba, thanks so much for coming here in the middle of the night or the middle of the morning. Well, thank you so much for having us. You know, we're wired. We're Love it. Yeah. Hyper-caffeinated, <laughs> right, Ian? It's a pleasure to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. I was told it was going to be a wonderful pleasure. I'm happy to be here, but I have to tell you I have to be leaving right now because it turns out... I have the winning Powerball number. It's right here. I won it tonight. I'm going to Las Vegas right now. I'm going to get some hookers and blow. It's going to be a fantastic time. I want you all to come with me. I'll let people guess which character Ian is playing in the Jackie Mason musical. Uh, Sheba, for people that that don't know, you're a very talented comic in your own right. You've been performing in uh, in New York and elsewhere for a long time, and you happen to be the the daughter of Jackie Mason, right? I am the daughter, yeah. And, you know... 
People look at my face. They say, I say, to tell you the truth, with a face like this, who else could I be? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I, I don't want to unearth any uh, uncomfortable uh, family history, but it's pretty well unearthed in this musical. Um, you and and Jackie, even though you use the name Mason, you guys didn't exactly have the closest familiar relationship, did you? Well, he was with my mother for 10 years, as uh, shown in the play, and then um, he wasn't. <laughs> But before he died, our relationship was getting a lot better. We were getting a lot closer. I like to tell people, you know, he saw me on the street and he actually recognized me. <laughs> and I knew he recognized me because the minute he saw me, he ran the other way. <laughs> so you chose a career in comedy, even though, you know, I guess if you were viewing Jackie as a father objectively, he'd get pretty poor reviews. And I could see a lot of... Uh, children sort of rebelling against what their uh, parents' chosen profession was if they didn't have exactly a, a loving parentage with them. You still chose comedy. You know, that's a good question. Freud would have had a field day with you, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, there a lot of people would have sent yeah. me to therapy. Um, but he, actually, comedy chose me. You know, I don't know if it's a combination of, you know, it, it, it just chose me. So, um, Frankie. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. When I was when I was a little girl, um, uh, so my mother is, has always been a playwright. So I was always like in theater, and, and that that was that aspect was always fostered, you know, singing and dancing and being in plays and stuff. And then I met comedian Frankie Mann, who's now passed away. He had an act in the condo circuit. I don't know if you know about the South Florida condo circuit. No, tell me about it. So the South Florida condo circuit is um, a very unique um, planet. Uh, it's got. It's it's a, a lot of like fifty five and over communities that have these gigantic theaters that seat like you know a thousand or two thousand people a lot of them, and you know you perform and like they have acts there they're not they're not sickly people they're just older people and this was back when I was eight, um you know so only about two years ago and so I joined his act and uh, he would bring me on stage and I would have some patter with him and he was an impersonator in his own right he impersonated Jackie Mason and a bunch of other people, um and so that was like my first real taste of show business was doing that from the time it was like seven or eight, and then it continued on. Got it. So you, uh, this performing is no, is nothing new to you. Uh, tell me about the Jackie Mason musical. People can learn more about it. They can even get tickets at thejackiemasonmusical.com. And there's a special deal for our listeners, so uh, people should take advantage of that. It's thejackiemasonmusical.com. Uh, where did the idea to do this musical come from? And you wrote it, right? Well, my mother wrote it. Mm -hmm. She wrote all the music except for this, except for one song. She wrote the whole thing. So it all started. She had been. She was just a regular girl, you know, from Long Island, New Jersey. She had moved to Florida, and they were there for three days. Her and her mother, and they were in Wolfie's Delicatessen in Miami Beach. And Jackie is sitting in the same place, and he sends somebody over to the table. He says, "You want to meet Jackie Mason?" And my grandmother was very dominating Jewish woman. She says, of course she would, certainly. <laughs> so they come over to the table and he says, so hello, hello, are you in my lobby a long time? And she says, well, Jackie, we moved here three days ago. I love your act. I've always been a great fan of yours. And he says, you're no dummy. And then he said, every time I ask her a question, the answer comes out of your mouth. She must be a ventriloquist. <laughs> you know? So um, that's how they started dating. And my mother was with him for only three years when she wrote a very early incarnation of the play. Huh. And it incorporated this song called Today, Tomorrow, Next Year because she would see him whenever he was in town. You know, because he was seeing a lot of other people. Sure. She was like special. He would always come back to her. And um, so you play your mom in the show. Yes. And or... believe me, psychologists have a field day. With oh, the show. I can imagine. I play my mom. So I get pregnant with myself. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and uh, Ian, how how long have you been playing Jackie in Jackie Mason the musical? It's been ten years. This is the ten year anniversary of my participation with the uh, with the group, and it's it's uh, been an absolute field day. But uh, no, I was just a, a guy working at a desk job in 2012, and I said, you know what? I'm in New York City. What am I here for? I'm here to be in entertainment. I'm going to do it. So I quit the desk job. I looked online, saw this is the first, literally the first ad that I saw on ActorsAccess.com for the Jackie Mason musical. I saw a picture of her. I heard a little bit of a, a shtick from it on YouTube, and I said, you know what? I was built for this. That's <laughs> terrific. Now, obviously, uh, you know, since Jackie only passed away uh, last year, and he was in New York at the time, you were in New York. Very, very possible your paths may have crossed. Did they? I will tell you they did. It was after I was already involved in the show. It was about uh, three months into it, and I'm down at the Westway uh, Diner over on 42nd and 9th. And I see him because everyone sees him in New York. Sure. The guy's a New York icon. He's always around. You see him at the diners and the delicatessens. But I, I say, you know what? I was a, a 29 at the time, and I said, this is my opportunity. I have to go up to him. I have to see him. I have to say something to him. And I did, and I, I stopped. By. He was getting himself a coffee or something. I, I stepped behind him. I say, uh, Mr. Mason, Mr. Mason? He goes, oh, yes, yes. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. He goes, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I said, uh, and and I, I'm working on a show with 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 your daughter Sheba, and he and he like pulls me aside. He just he just oh, it, it changes in that moment. He pulls me aside and he says, "You shouldn't get yourself involved with family situations." You will I'm telling you. And he really like reamed me out, and it shook me. It just shook me, um, uh, emo- you know, emotionally. I wasn't sure how to handle it. But anyway, that was my interaction, and uh, I walked away knowing the man that I was playing better. That, that, that is very funny and very sad at the same time. Uh, Sheba, I you know I remember when years ago, uh, seventeen years ago or so, you, you would occasionally perform at uh, Joe Frank. Franklin's Comedy Club, yeah. and I remember Joe would would tell me that your dad would take issue with the fact that you used the name Mason, right? Uh, I can't believe you remember the Joe Franklin era. I used to run a show there. Absolutely, yeah. no, uh, absolutely. I think I, I saw you perform there, and and wow. uh, you were you were terrific even back then. Aww. But did that? I mean, honestly, and I know you maybe don't want to delve into this too much, but does that hurt you when somebody that you look up to so much as a comedic figure? is so disappointing on a personal level. Well, you know, he, he, I mean, I have his last name. There was a blood test taken when I was a baby. Uh, my mother went through a very painful period. I can imagine. Um, but he did pay child support till I was 18. Um, and sure, it hurts, for sure. But what are you going to do? You, you, you know, it hurt, I think, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I suppress it <laughs> or what I do, but, like, I'm able to just look at him as a figure instead of, like feeling that sort of attachment. If people are maybe a little younger and miss the heyday of Jackie Mason as a performer or a personality, he was uh, ubiquitous on uh, television and in New York for a long time. In fact, he even toyed with the idea 30 years ago of running for public advocate. And uh, I actually, when I interviewed him about five years ago, that was one of the things that I asked him about running for public advocate. He's a little bit of uh, an interview that I did with Jackie five years ago. Do you ever think about running for public advocate or getting back involved in electoral politics in New York City, Jackie? No, I was doing that at that time as a joke. I never expected to actually campaign, and I never did. I did, I did it as a, as a publicity stunt. I figure nobody will be hurt if I make up a story that I'm running for something. Nobody's going to care that much, and nobody's going to run through the streets expending any energy or time or money. I wasn't collecting any cash from anybody, so I wasn't defrauding anybody like de Blasio does on a daily basis. Do you know he's under about 17 investigations? How was never investigated as much as he is. <laughs>
<laughs> he's still hysterical. Oh, my still, God. He's still so funny. How would you uh, describe or characterize his comedy to someone that's unfamiliar with Jackie Mason? It, because when I listen to him, it's almost like he's not even really telling jokes. It's almost like one long comedic rant. Well, I can tell you from what I hear from my mother. I mean, he was like a really naturally funny person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the old adage, he could read the ingredients on a Coke bottle. I mean, he was so funny, just all the time, really funny, really witty, you know, just boom, boom, like nonstop. And it wasn't like he was on in an obnoxious way. That's just naturally him. Ian, did and you, his syntax. Did you have a Jackie Mason impersonation down before you started playing Jackie in the show, or did you develop it when you got the part? Well, I've been asked that before, and uh, I, I, I attribute it to uh, just the lovely time I had spent as a child at uh, a conservative temple, you know, and just listening to the voices that were around me. And his whole shtick is talking about, uh, you know, the, the unique idiosyncrasies of, the, of, of his people, the Jewish community, right? And, uh, and I remember really appreciating that as a, as a kid and having my own bar mitzvah and, and going through that process. And, uh, and these are my people, too. So it's, uh, it's, it's all done with warmth and love, and, uh, and we love our people and we love our culture, and uh, we love to, uh, to make fun of each other in, in lighthearted, beautiful ways. Well, no, that's, uh, that's terrific. Here is a clip from Jackie Mason, the musical. Until this loser returns to my daughter, may he feel nauseous, may he feel sick, may he get a boil on his long, hard toe. That's a seance that they were in. So that's like a, it's, it's a funny scene. Um, you know, in, this, in the play, she indicates long, hard, you know, obviously. Sure. Yeah. I guess you can get that. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, so my mother and grandmother used to do seances. You know, they Even while Jackie was alive? Well, they wanted him to come. It wasn't quite a seance. <laughs> it was more like getting him to return. This was, you know, before she was pregnant. Got it. Got it. Now, um, how, you know, what your mother, your mother, and people could see some of these clips on the website, thejackiemasonmusical.com. She talked about her relationship uh, with Jackie Mason. Here's your mom, uh, Ginger, Ginger Ryder. Everybody goes through a love affair and they all hurt. And I'm lucky because I can write about it and sing about it and have people do it. And it's in a way, it's very nice. In another way, it's like I'm never able to absolutely forget him and the love I had for him because I see it every night in the show. Uh, the show has been called Astonishing. The show has been called Hilarious. And uh, not just by people in this room, but uh, critics and audiences have really enjoyed it. And now it's at Caroline's. It's part of the New York Comedy Festival. Yep. Yeah, it was the only musical asked to be part of the festival. Wow. So I'm really excited about that. Wow. And um, so it's performing this coming weekend, and it's uh, it's performing at Caroline's, I guess, until the 20th, right? Yes. So yes. people can With a get... a possible extension. Yeah, people can get tickets at thejackiemasonmusical.com. So basically, the story behind the show, it deals with your mother, played by you, and her courtship of Jackie Mason and their the aftermath of of their relationship, which is the real you. Right. So basically it focuses on the time they met until the time I was basically born. So, um, you know, it's it's really written from love and from humor. And there's not, you know, she even taught me as a kid, like not to resent him at all, just to sort of appreciate that this is my gene pool. A lot of people have absentee fathers, mm-hmm. you know, um, in my family, it happens a lot, I guess, because we come from a long line of whores. But all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like I have this joke in my act that um you know my when my mother her she didn't know her father and when she turned eighteen her father died and then she instantly got a full scholarship to college 
And she thinks that as a spirit, because she's spiritual, he did something that got her full scholarship to college. She doesn't at all attribute it to the fact that she was fooling around with the head financial aid advisor. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking with uh, Sheba Mason and Ian Worley. You can see them both in the uh, Jackie Mason musical. You get tickets at thejackiemasonmusical.com. And you can see Sheba perform regularly. You can check out her website, shebamason.com. Ian, when you play someone that's a real-life figure like Jackie Mason, who so many people already have an image of, it's not like you're crafting an image in people's brains for the first time of a character you create, you have to live up to an image of somebody that uh, people have been watching on television and seeing on stage for 60 years in some cases. What is the greatest challenge when you play someone like uh, a real-life person like Jackie Mason? I've got to say, uh, you know, I'm not an, an, an impersonator. I'm not a guy that does this a lot, but this was a character that I, I, I you know, I, I just, I knew him. I knew him as a comedian, and I knew his personality and, and, and that it was something I could connect with. But I think the 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 real crux of it is being able to rationalize on a human level who it is that you are portraying and what they are going through and how it pertains to your life. I, I also came from a, a family with a, an absentee uh, tea father. So the, the, the catharsis of this show for me playing that role is to really understand what goes through a person's uh, uh, emotional, spiritual state to provoke the need of separation from the child that you bore. Bored. If uh, people want to see the show, uh, it's uh, the Jackie Mason musical dot com. Tell me about the song uh, that we're going to play. It's called Early Bird. Uh, what's going on in the show uh, when this song is delivered? Sure. So um, this is about, you know, a couple of years into the relationship. She she always likened it to Alice in Wonderland. You know, like Alice is like just this regular person and all these crazy things are going on around her. So Jackie would hang around all these people, celebrities, other, you know, he always had an entourage and he would go from coffee shop to coffee shop, you know, with these characters. There were always people surrounding him. And so she like wrote this song, Ode to the Early Bird Special, you know, because they would go from deli to deli with, you know, he loved his vices were pastrami and women, you know. And so this is in this scene, it's a really, um, you know, we have a dance and it's, it's a big chorus number. I, I can imagine. Uh, it, this is a little bit of Early Bird from the Jackie Mason musical. Got it. Let's go to the Rascal House. If we really rush, we can still make the Early Bird special. The Early Bird special? What's that? <laughs> Welcome to the Rascal House. Today's special is chicken frickin' chicken frickin' zah, or frickin' chicken. You get your choice of two vegetables, jello or rice pudding, and a beverage, all for four ninety-five. Buy the best meal for a good meal with a real steal for the best meal. Make like the early morning, get it on your plate. Some pickles and the pumpernickel rolls. Butter is included, but you better not be late, or you'll pay an extra dollar ninety-eight. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Now I 
This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank. I'm Frank Morano. Very, very pleased to be joined in studio by Sheba Mason, uh, who happens to be the daughter of Jackie Mason, and Ian Worley, who's playing Jackie Mason in the Jackie Mason musical, which is uh, has shown all over the country, but is currently showing here in New York. And get tickets at the JackieMasonMusical.com. Special deal for listeners of our radio show. If you want to call in, by the way, and ask a question to either Sheba or Ian, uh, you're welcome to do so at eight hundred. 848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Uh, Sheba and Ian, if you are someone that's not familiar with Jackie Mason as a character or as a comic, would you still like this show? Well, yes. I hope that that's, that's really kind of the goal. Um, like, for example, the Buddy Holly story is tours around. You know, no one really knows who he is anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, I, mean, yeah. I mean, people in their 20s have no idea. Fair enough. They don't yeah. even know who the Beatles are. Well, you know? last, a couple of them still know the yeah. Beatles. But. <laughs> but, you know, like, really, what it boils down to is a love story. It's a love story. It's, there's, it's funny. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a true story. So it's like, you know, like if you didn't know who Aretha Franklin was and you saw the movie, it's, you know, right now there's a Neil Diamond. You know, sure. just, so it's kind of like that. It's like it's really just a slice of life. If, if um, now I know you said your mom wrote the show. Did she write the music as well? She wrote the music. That's yeah. really impressive. Uh, there's some terrific music in this. We're going to play one more song in just a minute. And in terms of um, what makes Jackie so relatable. Now, obviously, when you hear stories about, you know, um, absentee fathers, it's very easy to view those people as villains, right? In this show, uh, you're playing Jackie, Ian. Uh, are you somebody that the audience roots for or against? Hmm. Well, I think it's both. I think you see him uh, in the first act. He establishes himself as this lovable character, this wonderful, funny, irreverent, wild l- loon, you know, that that you can't not fall in love with. We do some shtick from his act um, uh, at, at live at the Opera House in London, and so you really get a taste for it. And uh, fortunately, the audiences, uh, 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 you know, you hear from the audiences their laughter and their cackling, and, and they're there to enjoy Jackie Mason on stage. Um, in the second act, you, you you get deeper. You just get deeper into who the character is and and how what the struggle is that he goes through in this whole process. I, I don't think it demonizes him. I don't think it shuns him in any way. But I think it it it. it portrays a character that is complex, that's sophisticated, like we all are. Mm. You know, the thing that's amazing to me about Jackie Mason is in entertainment, it's so difficult to have uh, longevity, right? I mean, as a comic, if you can work at any portion of your life and make a living from stand-up comedy, that's incredible. But to be able to do it for decades and have all these different audiences in different eras want to see you for decades, it's incredible. I mean, how many people can say they went on Ed Sullivan and then went on Conan O'Brien? And that's why the show is such a sensation, because 
because you, people are desperate to find somebody who has the guts to tell the truth. Because mm -hmm. everybody is intimidated today, and everybody is nervous and frightened. And I tell the truth about everything that's happening in this country. And of course, if without laughs, I wouldn't do it. Everything is a punchline, <laughs> and everything is, a, is is hilarious. That's why it's such a phenomenal hit. It's hilarious, yes. I, there's no, it's almost, there's no room for me even to get into the building. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the show from across the street. You can't get in. <laughs> what about, uh, what about, say, like the Menendez brothers? What, what's your take on that? Oh, uh, anybody who has a take on that, why are people going for a walk here? I'm a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down back what there. Is this? What, is, right. what, is, what kind of a schmuck walks around <laughs> the middle of my bicycle? <laughs> Nazi bastards. <laughs> Down, you you guys. See, I told you, when you're short and Jewish, everybody disrespects you. They walk around. Are you a Gentile, mister? Talk out before I wrap you in a mouth. Come on, let's hear it. Get out, get out. Not he's got to work the camera. All right, Leave him the alone. Okay. He's out tomorrow. Sorry. See, that? I, now he's picking on me. I'm see? working for nothing, and I'm taking abuse. <laughs> Let me tell you about the Benedictus brothers. Uh, There's nobody lower on this site, even this cameraman. Nobody. <laughs> There's nobody lower. There's nobody lower on this site than Benedictus brothers. And it's a sad reflection on our whole country that two vicious, I shouldn't say bastards because that's bad taste. You're not supposed to say that, well, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's yeah. times have changed. Bastards. Yeah. Two low-life bastards like that could get away with killing their own parents and somehow they get a hung jury. They should be hung first, then the jury should come in. <laughs> Now, uh, Sheba, you never uh, included that in your comedy, any elements of, uh, you know, of fantasizing about patricide or anything like that, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I will tell you, like, you know the way he speaks, like, everybody's a Nazi bastard and right. son of a bitch. That's very much in the play. Like, she completely captures his essence. People have said that a lot. Uh, well, no, I can't wait to see this show. I, I am uh, I'm amazed that I haven't already. And by the way, if you want to see... <laughs> If you want to see uh, Sheba, you could see her at Sheba's Speakeasy Comedy Club at the Three Monkeys, uh, which is on West 54th Street here in Manhattan. Again, you can learn more at uh, ShebaMason.com. Would you characterize him, if not as a paternal influence, would you characterize him as a comedic influence on you? I mean, for sure, comedic influence. I mean, if, 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 if I was completely impartial and I just saw him perform, I mean, I have to say he's the funniest of the funny. I mean, I just can't tell you that any comedian makes me laugh as hard as him. Mm. You know, totally being impartial. Um, no influence in me whatsoever as a father. But, uh, no, he was, I mean, he's really, really funny. You know, just one of the best. I, I don't know who's better. I, I, would, uh, I would, certainly, uh, would certainly agree. Ian, when you have uh, heard from people that were fans of Jackie's, and obviously you guys are putting on a, a warts and all depiction of Jackie as a performer and as a person, what kind of feedback do you hear from Jackie Mason fans? Are they, are they upset that the, you've shattered the image about their hero? Or is there more – or is it, what else? What, what, what do you hear? In no way whatsoever. I, I, that's not the – I don't think we've ever had that reaction where people are upset with the portrayal. In fact, yes, uh, Sunday when we just did the show, there was a, a, a young fella, um, a conservative Jew, uh, who came, brought his girlfriend uh, for her birthday. Uh, she was not a fan. He was a fan. But he brought her to his favorite comedian hmm. for her birthday. Anyhow, <laughs> he, he came up afterwards, and he was thrilled. He was absolutely thrilled. He wants to take pictures with us. He'd been listening to Jackie Mason since he was five years old, and uh, and he loved it. He just thought it was fantastic. He was one of the best laughers in the whole audience, too. So many of the people that have followed Jackie's career since the 60s uh, always uh, focus on the infinite, the incident on the Ed Sullivan show back in 1964. And uh, this is an integral part of the show. 
And uh, if people are not familiar with this, I think you guys are going to tell us the story a little bit more in song. But it was speculated that uh, Jackie may have given Ed Sullivan, who was such a legend in television and comedy and can make or break careers, might have actually given him the the middle finger. Now, um, do you have a, a take on the middle finger theory? Because Jackie and I asked him about this a couple of times. He always said that it didn't happen. Uh, do you believe that it did? No. So it, it 100% he did not give him the finger. And this next song is going to explain what happened. But um, basically... You know, when you're a comedian, you practice your exact five minutes for, for like, you know, the Tonight Show, the Ed Sullivan Show. You know exactly what jokes you're going to do. So right in the middle of his act, they started waving him off. And he was confused. They were using – I don't know why I'm doing this on the radio. But <laughs> they were waving him off. And he thumbed his nose, which you'll hear in the song, like because he was so confused. He was like, what are they, like teasing me? I don't know what's going on. And it was misconstrued as the finger. And it set him back like 20 years, his career. But, you know, technically, I never would have been born if that didn't happen. Thank goodness. Right? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to have you guys sing. Uh, This is is The Finger from uh, the Jackie Mason musical, which, again, would encourage folks to get uh, tickets. Special deal for our listeners. The Jackie Mason musical dot com. This is The Finger. How was I to know that Lyndon Johnson would be preempting me in the middle of my act? On that night 12 years ago, when I was on the Sullivan Show, so young and bright, my future so secure. How was I supposed to know? He'd interrupt my act mid-show. I watched my heartfelt dreams fly out the door. Ed stood right there on the side. He held his fingers up in stride, motioning for me to cut my act. All I knew he was distracting I was merely just reacting With two fingers up And this I swear is true Then what did he do? He misconstrued He misconstrued The finger that I used One very public moment One mistake Oh no I'm clawing my way back Like every other hack But any moment I can feel my next big break You mean he went like this And then you went like that? No, that's something I would never ever do I merely struck a puzzle pose and thumbed some fingers from my nose It was vivid, he was livid, never thought I'd live to see another day How loose He misconstrued He misconstrued The finger that I used One very public moment, one mistake Oh no I'm clawing my way back like every other hack But any moment I can feel my next big break Just as long as you don't make one more mistake he canceled all of my shows. My reputation was ruined. I took him to court to prove that I never did anything obscene. Two years later, he apologized to me on the TV. But at that point, everyone knew me as the guy that infuriated Ed Sullivan. My career was in the toilet. My next big break. Oh, my goodness. That is phenomenal. That is terrific. I feel like I don't even need to see the show now that I just got a uh, in-person performance. That was phenomenal. That's great. He actually wrote that one song in the show because he felt so strongly about that topic. Oh, Ian, yeah. Ian did. That's great. Yeah. That's tremendous. And uh, by the way, so and, and, uh, it is true. Jackie did file a libel suit 
And he did get his n- name cleared. He w- did sue Sullivan on the grounds that uh, Sullivan had defamed him, right? He did, but by then it was, like, a little late. But, you know, as you know, he still climbed back up. He's a fighter. Like you said, he was on the Sullivan show, and then years later, the Co- you know Conan show. Yeah. You I know, mean, and Jimmy Kimmel and all that stuff. So he was, like, really clawed, like, like the song says. Uh, that is wild. Uh, stick around for a few more minutes if you guys don't mind. If you want to talk with either Sheba Mason or uh, Ian Worley, you can give us a call. 800-848-9222. Or uh, if you want to see the show and more songs like uh, like The Finger, you can uh, get tickets at the Jackie Mason Musical.com. It's performing this Sunday. And uh, performing in t- it's, it's performing at the New York Comedy Club until the 20th. And then I'm sure there'll be other Caroline's showing. Party. Oh, excuse me. What did I said? Uh, I said it's the New York Comedy Festival at <laughs> Caroline's Comedy Club. And uh, if you want to get tickets, you can check it out. Uh, the Jackie Mason Musical.com. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. Other side of midnight. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. Uh, we're talking with uh, Sheba Mason and Ian Worley. Uh, they're currently starring in the Jackie Mason musical. Uh, Jackie, of course, a legendary comedic performer and uh, somebody that was very outspoken about uh, his his views on everything, including, including politics. Uh, he had become uh, very much sort of the go-to conservative comedian over the course of the last 25 years or so. Um, did did you share or differ from his political views? If you want to, if if you even want to say, I don't. Uh, I'm not going to twist your arm. A lot of comedians don't like to say what their what their views are, but I'm just I'm curious. Well, what I will say is that he was kind of like one of the first victims of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Ed Sullivan thing, mm-hmm. he was really like, you know, like when. In fact, I met Louis C.K. And Louis C.K. actually did my show at the Three Monkeys once. Post-scandal? You met him? Post-scandal. Oh, interesting. And he was saying to me, he said, you know, in a way, I'm a lot like your father. You know, like, I was kind of a victim of cancel culture, too. And I was like, well, both things have to do with fingers. But (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if if they're quite exactly the same. So that doesn't answer your question. but Uh, Okay. Well, (laughs) it is answered by the omission. 800-848-9222. Jim is in Baltimore. Hello, Jim. Yeah, hey, Frank, this is the same Jim that last week did that uh, game with you the first time. Well, it's great to have you back, Jim. I've been wondering where you've been. uh, Sure you have. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. I am out. I'm a candidate for delegate in uh, Maryland, and so I'm out here putting up my yard signs at all the various polling places. And I've been listening to you guys, and, you know, Jackie Mason had that didn't he have a show called Politically Incorrect? Well, that wasn't his show, though, right? I mean, I know that was this Bill no, Maher's show. Yeah, Bill Maher came on later, but Jackie Mason kind of coined that phrase. And at the very same time, I had created a T-shirt, and on the front it said Politically Incorrect, and on the back it said Free Minds, Free Markets, Free Society. And I sold that thing all over the country. I mean, it was 
people would would buy it off my back. That, well, you know, so actually, popular. Jim, I, I just did look this up. He did have a, one of his Broadway shows his was Broadway show. was politically incorrect. So uh, you are right. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jim, best hey. of luck uh, to you in the election today. I have no idea what your politics are, or what you believe in, but the fact that you listen to this show, you should be elected to anything that you're running for, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. Good luck. Yeah. Appreciate you listening. Care, Good luck yeah. today. 800-848-9222. And it's funny. I know you mentioned that your mom, uh, Ginger, always encouraged you not to have resentment uh, towards your father. A lot of times it's easy to say for someone else not to do that. Did she herself have any sort of resentment when she'd see him on television or anything like that? Did she resent him for not playing more of a role in your life? I think later on um, she wished that he played more of a role in my life. Regarding her own hurt, uh, you know, she just was, like, really genuinely in love with this guy. Mm. And, like, I think when you love somebody so much, it's, like, hard to be angry. It's more like you just miss them. Oh, sure. You know, and, like, his manager was extremely influential in their demise. uh, Jill? Who it was Jill, yeah. right? Okay, and uh, most people believe there was uh, something more to their relationship oh, yeah. than simply uh, her being uh, being Jackie's manager. And I, and I got to meet Jill when he would fill in on the radio, and uh, it was it was clear they had a very very unique relationship. I think that's the the best way uh, the best way to put it. Speaking of Ed Sullivan, uh, here is uh, Jackie Mason on uh, the Ed Sullivan Show back in the nineteen sixties. I came here as a personal favor because I know how important it is to you to see me tonight because I'm one of the few people who are dedicated to humanitarian purposes. I'm one of the few people on this site who has not in show business for the money. Most people do everything for money. To me, money is nothing. I never made a living and I got used to it. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. Money doesn't make you happy. It never could. I know a guy lives in a house without a sink, without hot water, without a ceiling. Got nothing, but he's happy. You know why? Stupid. <laughs> Well, this is important to realize, especially in a time like this when everybody thinks money is more important than everything. I learned this from my grandfather. My grandfather taught me something before he passed away that I never forgot. And I think you should all remember it. Especially this guy in the front that don't look like too intelligent to point. <laughs> You'll ever remember this. What do you do for a living? Are you a doctor, mister? You look like some kind of a thief. I just don't know what. <laughs> I don't call doctors thieves. But let's be honest about it. We know that doctors can be trusted. They know it themselves. They know it. Why do you think when a doctor operates, he wears a mask? He don't want you to see who's doing the whole thing. (laughs) That's why they wear gloves. You think the gloves are for sanitary reasons? Fingerprints. Uh, If you had to pick, Sheba, uh, what would you say your favorite Jackie Basin movie was? He was in a lot of very good films. The Jerk, uh, History of the World Part One, a lot of very not-so-great films uh, as well over the years. If you had to pick a, a favorite, what would it be? I mean, he was really funny as a gas station attendant. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was. That interaction with Steve Martin is uh, is classic. So is that your pick? I would have to say that's my pick. Did you ever see the video of him with Dean Martin when he's doing his hair? I don't think I did, no. Really funny. W- w- is that on YouTube? Yeah, it's like, it's like a brief video. Well, no, that's wild. Ian, when you're doing homework to play someone like Jackie Mason, do you go back and review all of his work, watch the movies, go on the YouTube and watch some of these clips of him doing stand-up? Or how, what goes into your craft of uh, recreating a performer like Jackie Mason? 
I think you do. I think with him, it's 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 the beats and the timing and the and the and the pulses and the pitch, and you got to make sure you put the thing and the with the it's got to go with you. Who's this guy? What are you doing? You better find the beat. Don't hit that. And once you get that rhythm and that beat and that pulse and that, that it doesn't matter what you say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Joe is in Queens. Uh, Joe, you're on with uh, Ian Worley and Sheba Mason. Yeah, hello. Yeah, Joe, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that you know. He seemed to me like he wasn't below the belt or biting, despite being a rogue and hard-hitting at times. You know what I mean? But I, it, it seemed like he hit hit a fine line there. Um, yeah, I mean, how would you guys uh, answer that? It, 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 taste. He has taste. He's, yeah. a, he's a man of taste, you know? And, and would, he, would he be a little crass sometimes? Sure, but that's all part of the fun and the game mm-hmm. of it. But but you're right. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't himself necessarily comedically p- portraying a jerk. He was portraying a... Uh, 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 smart ass. <laughs> I know he had been a cantor and I think was the descendant of uh, a long line of uh, of cantors. I'm, I'm sure both of you have probably spent a lot of time thinking about his journey psychologically. What do you think drove him from being that uh, being in that strict Orthodox Jewish world to not only the world of comedy, but somebody that really seemed to enjoy being a comedic star, enjoyed me- going on the road and meeting women, and uh, enjoyed the the rider that came at performing at high profile places and getting to know celebrities and go on t- talk shows. Great question. Doesn't sound like there's much of a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he was a rabbi, you know, and he would give a sermon, he started to make jokes within the sermon. He told this story to my mother. That's how I know. And um, he would, like, start making jokes, and then he started really making more jokes during his sermon, and he was really, really funny and enjoyed all the laughter. And then, you know, with laughter comes women. That, that, this is true, Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Gene is in the Bronx. Hello, Gene. Uh, good evening, Frank. Good evening. Uh, I met Jackie Mason. I know him. I met him on the street on 55th and 2nd Avenue well, in Manhattan. That means you already knew him better than Sheba did. <laughs> Well, I did my. You know why I know my brother was a stand-up comic also, and Mickey Marvin he passed away, but he was a stand-up comic in the mountains all the time. But I met Jackie, and he knew him well, very well also. I met him on the street. I said, Jackie, and he saw me. I says, tell me a joke. You know what he said? He thought for a moment, and then he said, Will a butcher give give meat away for free? (laughs) And I was laughing, but I think he had he. He just had what it takes to – like he he was very logical. He just knew how to get into your mind and make you laugh. Uh, no, it's a, it's a great observation, Gene. I'm sorry about your brother's passing, but uh, it's a great observation. I appreciate you sharing that. It is true. He really did um, have a way long before Jerry Seinfeld was doing observational humor, take things that we all just accepted at face value in society and point out the absurdity of that – this is what goes on in society, right? Yeah, like, for example, like the Jews, how Jews walk into a restaurant and Gentiles walk into it. You know, that's one of his most famous <laughs> right, things. Right. You know, a Jew, a Gentile sits down at a table. A Jew walks in like he owns it. Show me to my table, you know. <laughs> no, it's very it's very true. Uh, and uh, Stan is in New Jersey. Hello, Stan. Uh, hello, uh, Frank. This is Stan, the violinist. Um, uh, I'm a member of the New York Pops and one... Uh, Gala, one of our galas, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, Sheba uh, would be interested to know that Jackie appeared. He was the 
special guest conductor that Skitch Henderson chose for that gala to stand on the podium. And he, and he conducted the saber dance of uh, Rimsky-Korsakov, which is a very fast, uh, lively piece. And he was conducting and pointing and this and that and his beat as, um, I'm sorry, the other gentleman, uh, the actor um, with you, uh, I'm sorry. If I'm sorry he's with me too, Stan. <laughs> We're all sorry. We're all sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry you're with him. Uh, you mentioned the beat. Uh, of Jackie Mason, his beat and his timing, and it was great on the podium. And then I never forgot that I'm a violinist in the orchestra, and I and he turns towards the audience instead of the orchestra and conducts behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> None of that surprises me, Stan. Uh, that sounds uh, very much in keeping with Jackie's uh, with Jackie's humor. You know, it's funny. You have come of age comedically, Sheba, in a social media era where uh, comic performers are expected to have websites and, and uh, Twitter followings and Instagram. How do you think Jackie would have done in the, the Twitter sphere? I, I can't imagine. I mean, he definitely would have been canceled. <laughs> Right. No, I mean, no doubt they about it. They would have it. revoked his Twitter account. But but yet again, he was. I mean, he was still. He, he died last year. So, I mean, he still had presence. He was on this station, wasn't he? Or he was on, yeah, he yeah. would fill in yeah, uh, yeah. from time to time. But he hadn't done ben, that ben in Shapiro. a few years. He spent a lot of time with Ben Shapiro. That, that's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, and uh, he was certainly, if you, even if you, I think if you listen to his stand-up to this day, he had a timing which was timeless. I, and I think if you listen to routines like the one that you just referenced, it really is something that's still going to be funny 50 years from now. You know the Jewish people are the only people in the world who gain weight even when they go to a gym or a health club to lose weight. Watch Gentiles in the gym or a health club. You ever see how busy they are? Swimming, jumping, barbells, doorbells, dumbbells, the club, man, they're so busy. They're crashing into walls, into furniture, stretching and blocking. But every Jew is on a bicycle. This is not very If you take a look at any Jew, his chest is collapsing, but his legs are blowing up from the back. <laughs> Everything I'm telling you is the truth. Why do you think you'd ever see a Jew in a bar? You never see a Jew in a bar. I don't mean a real pickup joint where lowlifes run around picking up girls like this man. I'm talking about decent people in a real bar where there's real drinking going on. You'll never see a Jew there. Never. Unless he got lost looking for a piece of cake and a cup of cake. <laughs> Because a Jew is not comfortable in a bar. They're not comfortable there. Just like a Gentile is not too comfortable in a restaurant. When a Gentile walks into a restaurant, they're very nervous. They walk in there. How do you do? May I sit down? May I sit down? How long should I wait? Nine years? Why not? Nine years is okay. You ever see how a Jew walks into a restaurant like a partner? Hello! Let me see my table. Table you show him. You pull this a table for a man like me. I don't sit so close to a wall, so far from a window. My wife don't like the face this way. I don't like the face that way. I don't like the face this way. Why is there so many people in this section? They can be moved over here. 
uh, it's still, as I said, I think that's going to be funny uh, 50 or 60 years from now. And uh, evidently the reviews for your musical, the Jackie Mason musical, has uh, gotten similar praise. Uh, My friend Jeffrey Gurian, who's a regular on this show, he has had nothing but uh, great things to say about the musical. He said he had high expectations for the show and it exceeded even those expectations. What I didn't realize is there's 23 songs in this show. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, not that you took the time to count, but, I mean, it's, it's a lot of songs. Full full two acts, full two act musical. But it's we, only 90 minutes, though. Oh, that's pretty, is there's an intermission? Yeah. And is there a, a fully stocked bar that people can patronize at the intermission? Sure. Wonderful, okay. In fact, we have an intermission so the Jews can get something to eat. It's more important than the whole show is the ability for a Jew to get something to eat in the middle of the show. 800 Barbara's on Long Island. Hello, Barbara. Yes, I am loving this part of your show. It's wonderful. I've been a devoted fan of Jackie Mason since the 1960s when I saw your dad up in the Catskills. I saw every show he did on Broadway, especially the first one. I saw that two times. Wow. Saw every every one of his shows in Westbury. He was brilliant. There was not a there will never be a comedian like Jackie Mason. And what was so beautiful about him, every time I saw him and spoke to him at the end of the show and waited for an autograph, he was so humble and so appreciative that all his fans waited for him. And he would always say, Thank you so much for waiting for me. And the first show, I remember, I stood outside. It was freezing. I went to see his first Broadway show with my daughter, and my daughter said, gee, let's go, let's go. I said, no, I have to see Jackie. I have to get his autograph. So people waited. There was a whole crowd waiting for him for 45 minutes. He was very appreciative that everyone waited for him. Well, but uh, he, he was brilliant. Barbara, brilliant. I, 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 I certainly share your view of uh, Jackie as a comedic performer. I am curious, though, in uh, see, hearing the story of um, you know Sheba's upbringing that's depicted in this musical – I mean, it really strikes me as just such an incredibly crummy thing to do to essentially abandon your your child for her entire life. Does that change your view of Jackie at all? Because even when Jackie was alive, it really did change my view of him a bit. I I thought of him just as a comedian Mm -hmm. and the talent he had and his brilliance, his commentary on life and politics was just so incredible and right on target. Uh, no, that's fair. That's fair, Barbara. You know, you got to separate the art from the uh, the the artist, right? I mean, uh, people are still listening to a, a lot of um, you know, people are still watching Naked Gun, even though O.J. Simpson's in it, and uh, people are still listening to Gary Glitter music and Kanye. things like that. Kanye is the, the, <laughs> the best example, right? These days, uh, you can imagine. What, what do you think Jackie would say about Kanye these days if he were still performing? What would you say as Jackie? Schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> he defended Mel Gibson back then. That that's right. That's right. What what was his rationale for defending Mel Gibson? What did he say? Do you remember? What did he, I think he said that uh, you know he has every right to feel the way he does. Well, I think I think Jackie loved this country. He loved this country for a number of reasons. One in particular is that the freedom of speech. You have the you have the ability to to, to have an opinion about a thing, and you know, I mean, it, uh, certainly he did. Uh, that he did. 800-848-9222. Rob in White Plains, very quickly here. We only have about a minute. Yeah, real quickly. I just want to ask you, you know, some acts draw certain ethnic 
Well, in the beginning, did he grow mostly Jewish ethnic, and then it grew, or how did it work out? Well, tell him what the Jews would say about his show. It was mostly the Jews who would say, that's too Jewish. <laughs> Everybody else didn't mind that it was so Jewish. Well, there is a shtick about that. But he was the Borscht Belt guy. You know? I mean, he grew yeah. up in the, uh, in the Catskills and, and performing for a very large uh, Jewish uh, audience. And yet, I'll tell you, when I do comedy all over the country, I, re- I mean, I was, in, I was in Syracuse. I was in West Virginia. People, Gentiles, like anybody over the age of 40, come over uh, to me after they all know who he was. Sheba Mason, Ian Worley, best of luck with uh, the Jackie Mason musical. Check it out at thejackiemasonmusical.com. I'm going to try and see it as well. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you. All right. Meantime, we'll continue with a whole bunch of other fun things. Keep asking questions.